the Panhandle News Network. The views and opinions on this station do not necessarily represent the Panhandle News Network, WEPM and WCST, or West Virginia Radio Corporation. Here we go! Welcome to Panhandle Live on WEPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Panhandle Live is brought to you by Country Roads Tire and Auto, taking you home with full-service auto care, with a higher level of care, with two locations to proudly serve you in Martinsburg and Hedgesville. Online, too, at CountryRoadsTireOnline.com. Here are your hosts of the 2022 and 2023 WVBA Talk Show of the Year. Jordan Nice Warner and Marcia Kavalik. It is Monday the 26th, and you are tuned in to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, and broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Nice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. Good morning, Marsha. Good morning, Jordan. How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? Good. We both biked this weekend, but I think yours was a little more intense. <sighs> yeah, yours was probably a lot less stressful than uh, my race was, but right. yeah, it was nice. The rain held off, at least. Long enough, or some point at least it held off. So. I got rained on because yeah. I went yesterday. Oh, true. No, I did not leave the house <laughs> yesterday, that's for sure. I, I don't uh, blame you. I made up a lot of Netflix time well, yesterday. You, you needed to catch up on your sleep because you were out pretty late, young man, I'm Saturday telling you, evening. I'm telling you, it was a long day for me yesterday, but I'm sure our first guest, it was an even longer day for her, the newly crowned Miss West Virginia 2023, Carrington Childress. How you doing? I am on cloud nine. I, can't, I still feel like I am on cloud nine. I'm so thankful to be here with you guys this morning. Has it sunk in yet? No. And I've asked Elizabeth Lynch, um, Miss West Virginia 2022, that, and she said it never will sink in. So (laughs) that's something I'm having to uh, focus on, you know, reminding myself how amazing this opportunity is. Well, before we get into it, let's uh, listen back to right after you won uh, Miss West Virginia. I'm here with Miss West Virginia 2023 Carrington. I mean, I'm looking at your face now. You still don't look like you can believe it. How do you feel? I can't even put it into words, truthfully. I heard my name called, and it still didn't register, and it still really isn't registering to me right now. But I'm so excited, and I'm so thankful, and I'm so ready to take this job on. So what's next? Miss America. Getting ready for Miss America. Tons of interview prep. Um, Just taking the time right now to let it sink in and go hug on my family. So it was a big night for you last night. Obviously, I mean, you were looked like you were in tears the whole time. Happy tears, of course, because you've worked so hard to get to this point. So it's been, what, 24 hours, a little more now, 48 hours. How's it feel? Um, just listening to that, again, made me tear up. And my mom's sitting back here. Right? She she's, won't look. I know she's um, crying I don't blame her. Well. Oh, come on. I get it. I totally get it. It's just such like a raw emotion that, you know, the, the work that you've put in and the time that you've dedicated to this has has paid off and i'm so thankful that that panel of judges saw that in me and i'm just so incredibly thankful for the opportunity to represent the state of west virginia and then go to miss america you know it's it's not just a shoe-in you there was there were so many talented uh ladies on that yes. stage um and for you to be you know you've you've risen to the top and now the crown is on your head uh, how do you, how does that feel that kind of responsibility 
It's it's first of all, it's a lot. Um, Elizabeth Lynch has left an amazing legacy for me to step into, and it's it's a little daunting, you know, stepping into something that she has done and you know her placement at Miss America. But I'm really looking forward to seeing my own growth. Um, Elizabeth has grown so much in this organization, and I can't wait to see that in myself. Well, for those that are out there just tuning in, maybe just hearing about this for the first time, let people know a little bit about yourself, especially your uh, community service, your CSI, I feel like I should say. Um, Excuse me, and a little bit about about your background, because you also are a Shepherd Ram. I sure am, yes. And actually, I did wear my Shepherd um, cheerleading uniform at the competition in the fitness portion. Um, But I am a Charlestown native. I've grown up in West Virginia my whole life. Um, I go to Shepherd University, and I'm studying elementary education. And my goal is to just empower our children to be great readers. Um, My community service initiative is Readers Are Leaders. So I'm promoting a passion for reading in West Virginia. And this hits really close to home for me, because someone very close me struggled with reading at a very young age and seeing their growth and watching them become the person they are today really made me want to be an educator myself and you're homegrown i mean you you grew up you went to public schools you went to blue ridge community and technical college and now shepherd and uh and you're doing it you're doing all kinds (laughs) of things you you were uh, a cheerleader for the shepherd rams as well Stay busy and as part of your uh, community, help me out with this community service initiative. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> um, you uh, you've been doing basically a podcast for young readers across the state every week, right? Yes. So my Sunday stories, I just had my first Sunday story as Miss West Virginia yesterday, <laughs> and um, the tears were flowing definitely when I started. Um, so it's on Car- it's on Facebook. It's called Carrington's Kids Readers or Leaders Book Club, and my mission was that. My mission with that was just to make reading accessible and make reading fun, because once we make it accessible and fun, children are 10 times more likely to pick up that book themselves and, you know, enjoy reading the way that I do. And we're speaking with the newly crowned Miss West Virginia 2023, Carrington Childress. I don't know if that's gotten, uh, if you got used to hearing that. <laughs> no, yet. it's probably not old nope. yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But talk to us about the about Saturday, about the day. I mean, the whole week, it's a long week for y'all, not just uh, in the Miss uh, competition, but also in the Miss Teen competition as well. So the build up to Saturday, I mean, the day of, it had to have been a pretty stressful, pretty taxing uh, day for you, weekend for you. It was, but I had come out of my interview on, I guess it was, Friday morning. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt just this overwhelming amount of emotion. I came out of the interview and Shelly knows I just started crying and they all rushed up to me and they were like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was the best interview of my life. Oh, wow. So you knew. Well, no, no, my interview was great. I felt like I really was able to convey my passions and connect with our panelists. Um, But you never know, you know, coming out of that, it's such a, it's such a maybe, but I know that coming out of that, I put everything that I had on the line. And then leading up to the competition, I did win prelim gown. So that was amazing. I mean, you know, there's nothing better than putting on a gown, feeling confident and feeling beautiful. And I also won the World Changer Award. So that's a scholarship that was provided to me. And it's just unbelievable that I was selected for that. Well, it was a long day and a long night Saturday, and I know for me, once I got back and, you know, sent all the stuff out and walked the dog and everything, it was like one thirty, almost 2 o'clock by the time I was winding down. I can't even imagine how late it was for you, so what was Saturday, Sunday morning like for you? <laughs> um, 
I did sleep in for a little bit. I actually didn't get to bed until around 4.30 that morning. Um, I have so many like messages and, you know, just that I have, I wanted to connect with before I went to bed while I was still riding that, that Mm -hmm. wave. Um, but Sunday morning, Shelly and I met. Um, Shelly is the executive director for the Miss West Virginia organization. That would be Shelly Nichols Franklin. She's in studio yes. with us. And um, we kind of just, we went over what my year is going to look like. And my, we went over my business plan. And I, I did sign my uh, my statement of agreement. And um, wow. we're so still it waiting. Official it sounds yes, official. It does. Yeah. We're still waiting for, for, the, for the remainder of the paperwork from the Miss America organization. But, yeah, I'm locked in now. Wow. <laughs> So, uh, Shelly, talk about that a little bit because that's – talk about – I know it's a long week for the for the young ladies who are competing, but your your long week starts months ahead of that when you guys are preparing for all this. Uh, exactly. Um, I mean, we start right away. I mean, obviously, we'll start preparing for next year's as well, um, but it does. It takes a whole year of planning and organization, you know, with um, a wonderful, you know, committee that we have uh, to, to plan this um, so these girls can go on. Uh, to prepare for Miss America and um, for their community service initiatives. We want to do everything that we can in our power as an organization to help these young women. Um, And it's evident with Carrington. She's been passionate about her Readers for Leaders for several years now. So it takes a lot of work. And, you know, and and just like with Elizabeth Lynch, you know, we're Mm -hmm. extremely proud of of all of our girls that come through this organization. And and they're so uh, articulate as well. You know, we, we get them in small sound bites. We get them for interviews here on Panhandle Live, which is lovely. But I know, uh, Carrington, when you get a chance to talk to larger audiences, especially people who are influencers in education, you've got some ideas about how to uh, improve the the odds for youngsters, especially coming out of the pandemic and their reading readiness, right? I do. And that the Miss America organization has given me a voice and I knew I could do it without this, but it just gives me that microphone that I need to be able to reach so many more people. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the partnerships that Elizabeth has made for me. And I'm also looking forward to making partnerships of my own. Now, you are now in a huge sisterhood with the Miss West Virginia organization, Miss America organization and things now. But you also uh, have a Miss Teen that was crowned alongside you over the weekend as well, Allison Dodson. So have you been able to chat with her? I mean, I know that that relationship gets pretty uh, tight pretty quick between the Miss Teen and the Miss West Virginia. So how's that going so far? So Alice and I actually were in the same organization. So we both come from the Shenandoah Scholarship Organization. So I've been in contact with Miss Allison since we were both crowned at our local title. And um, I'm very, very excited to work with her this year. She is so dedicated to what she does. And we have we share a lot of the same interests. Um, she does a lot with reading and she does a lot with, um, you know, helping the environment. And I just did a $12,000 tree donation to the Bolivar Community Center. So wow. I'm looking forward to seeing what we collaborate together with programming note we will have miss allison dodson on miss mm-hmm. west virginia's team tomorrow that's on tomorrow's right. panhandle live at the same segment that's right well carrington it i'm sure it's been a whirlwind of the last uh, couple of days for you but what is right in front of you what's in the nearest future for you i mean of course miss west or miss america is the uh, end goal here in a few months but what's I mean? I'm sure you got plenty of uh, appearances coming up, and uh, I'm sure the reading uh, clubs and things are going to start popping up everywhere. So, what's on the uh, docket for you coming up? Well, I'm going to continue my Sunday stories. So that's every Sunday at seven o'clock. Um, I'm looking for you know to make partnerships and go ahead and start putting myself out there so people know who I am. And that's something I talked about with Shelley is making Miss West Virginia in the public eye and making sure that everybody knows who I am and um, just 
scheduling, tons of interview prep for Miss America, because that does start now. That Same. starts right now. We'll have you in anytime you want. Anytime. Well, thank you. <laughs> now, we, we know also it's going to affect your fall. You're not going to be able to, to do cheerleading, uh, but you still are continuing your studies at Shepherd, right? Yes. Miss America is the largest um, provider for scholarships in the nation for women. And I'm so thankful that Shelly had told me that I don't have to put school on pause if I don't want to. So I'm not going to. Um, I do have to step away from Shepherd cheer. I'm very upset to say that, but I want to give 110% into being Miss West Virginia. And I know that my team relies on me, and I don't want to be pulled in two different directions. Mm-hmm. Man, you're going to miss having the new scoreboard there at the football field. Is everything. that really going to be ready by this fall? You're saying uh, by the second home game. Wow. That'll be up there. That happened yeah. fast. Well, I'm sure Carrington will be on that screen anyways <laughs> at some point during football season. Uh, but before we let you go, let people know where they can go. I mean, your social media handles just got a little bit easier for you, I'm sure. So where can people go to find out more about you and get in touch? So on Facebook, they can find me at Miss West Virginia. And on Instagram, they can find me at Miss America WV. And uh, Shelly, before we let you guys go, you have some news about um, how things are going to be uh, played as far as the Miss West Virginia and the Miss West Virginia's team and their next competition right yes um so actually we have we we do know that miss america and miss america's team will be held together this year um we do know that it will be uh, in january however we do not know where the venue or um you know where it will be held it was usually at mohegan sun it was but we know that it will not be there this year so we're excited and we're hoping uh, like I talked to Marsha, that it's warm I was somewhere. Say, hopefully, warm. you don't have to go up north. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're also excited that it's together this year. So you know, um, the, you know, Allison and um, Carrington can be together and enjoy that time together. So, well, thank you for everything forward. you do for these young ladies because it's it's more than just a pageant; it's an opportunity for so many of them. And I know you you're constantly trying to bring more girls into the fold. Uh, so thanks for everything you do. Thank you very much. Well, and again, Carrington, I, I hope you have the picture that they put up on the Miss West Virginia Organization Facebook page of you right after you got crowned, because that might be one of the more perfect, you know, Miss West Virginia, Miss America crowning pictures I think I've ever seen. I mean, your full cry, full, oh, full everything. Cry. Ugly great. crying, screaming, <laughs> thanking everybody, looking at it. my mom, jumping up and down like a crazy woman. <laughs> I love it. Well, it means a lot, and you can see how much it means to everybody that's involved, and it uh, means a lot to us that you came in to talk with us this morning, too. Well, I hope you guys don't get too tired of me, because I'm going to come in as many times as you all would have me. Whenever you want. (laughs) Door is always open for you. Thank you all. But again, we've been chatting with Miss West Virginia 2023, Carrington Childress. Thank you again, and good luck. And I mean, I say good luck in making the state proud, but you're already, I already know you're going to do that. So have a good time. Enjoy it. Well, thank you all so much. Absolutely. And if you missed any of our conversation, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. We'll be back after this on WPM and WC. The Panhandle News Network. Taking local stories and sharing them with the four state. This is Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik. Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. Jordan Ice Warner alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed it for the break, we are chatting with the brand new Miss West Virginia 2023 Carrington Childress. My goodness, what a it's always so much fun talking to them right after, you right? know, because they still don't really know 
what's going on, right? They All this stuff's hitting them at once. I mean, mm-hmm. like she was saying, I mean, Sunday they were already sitting down going over, you know, next steps, business sign plans contracts. and things, and signing contracts and yeah. what, what have you. But um, just like all the other uh, Miss West Virginias or the ladies that are involved in it that we've talked to, I mean, very elegant, well-spoken, mm-hmm. and yes. I think she's on to great things as Miss West Virginia. So bookmark this interview because yep. – in about a year, we'll be talking to her after her reign. Of course, we'll be chatting with her, you know, throughout the year as well. <clears throat> but um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, we we may not have a- as much access to her after January if she wins the whole thing. Could you imagine? That would be awesome. Well, we gotta we gotta get her in a bunch of times before mm-hmm. then, right. so we're we're best buds with her. And then best buds. If and when she wins Miss America, then we get Miss America. <laughs> that in, is which awesome. Would be really they cool. lock them down though. They they really um, manage their. Their appearances. So I was talking to uh, my parents are down at the beach right now. Must be oh, nice. But wow, was, what's uh, that like? I know they were out. That even feel like they were out. Um, I'm ha- happy I'll just, for them. I'll just say they were out <laughs> having dinner last night, okay. uh, and I got a Facetime phone call from the from the both of them <laughs> while they were out having dinner. And uh, my parents had gone. My mom knew one of the girls that was into Miss Maryland or Miss Teen, Miss Maryland Teen Pageant. Okay, and um, I just. Because that went on. La- that this? happened last la- it, during the weekend oh, as well at the Maryland Theater. Right. And uh, their MC, their host of uh, Master Ceremonies, was a former Miss America. And of course, she was down here the whole week, right? Oh, and wow. um, at the hotel, apparently, she kept telling them, like, don't come in the service room. I got clothes like everywhere, dresses everywhere, and stuff, naturally. And um, she said at one point, she went out to go outside of her room, and uh, one of the cleaning ladies was there, and she goes, we heard there's a Miss America in here. <laughs> and everybody was just kind of oh. waiting to see her come out. And she was like Miss America in the 80s, late 80s, somewhere oh, around Oh, how sweet, though. I know, but wow. like you said, once you get to that once you get to that level, I mean, things definitely Rarified get a little Rarified air, for mm-hmm. sure. And I think, uh, I mean, of course, biased and very early in the process, but I think Carrington's got a pretty good shot. Right, and, and, and a lot of support around these ladies. And um, I think having it settled here in the panhandle, um, with a lot of emeritus or forever Miss right. West Virginia. Well, and there were so many of them that that's right. and that's one of the coolest part about going to uh, the Miss West Virginia. And I'm sure they do this at the other state title mm-hmm. things as well. But seeing all or as many as they can get the past Miss West West Virginias and forever Miss West Virginias coming out and everybody stands up, gives them standing ovations right? and whatnot. It's very cool. And a lot of them work with even mm-hmm. just the local title holders work with some of the girls coming up. Some of them are in charge of the little princesses and some of them in charge of the Mrs. Uh, the Miss West Virginia uh, teens coming up and um, they, they work with them on, on their poise right. and interview points. And we, I'd like to think we help with that a little bit. I'd like to think so too. And it's just nice to get to chat with them and, yes. you know, hear about all the amazing things they did. And again, shout out uh, to Miss West Virginia 2022, Elizabeth Lynch. She did so much as Miss right. West Virginia. My goodness. Talk about some huge boots to fill. I wonder what um, her Monday is like. I wonder well, what her Monday is like today. So I don't know if you follow her on uh, any social medias. I don't know if she put it on any other ones other than um, Instagram, but she posted a video that was way more emotional than I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. But her taking her crown off for the last time. Oh. I'll show I'll show it to you during the uh, I'll show it to you during the break. She was such a great ambassador. Oh, she couldn't do it. She, her hands were trembling the whole time, taking her the bobby pins out and oh. everything. I know, I know. But she was a very graceful, um, I guess, forever Miss West mm-hmm. Virginia on Saturday after uh, Carrington was crowned, and and that'll get easier. But again, she always 
has that title. Yep. She'll always yep. be Miss West Virginia. Absolutely. You know? And like Carrington said, she did so much for the Miss West Virginia organization, for right. the state. And I think Carrington is a uh, a, a great... Um, successor. Thank you. Yes. Successor to, the to that. To Literally. The crown. <laughs> successor to the crown. We can say it like that. Exactly. So if you missed any of our conversation with the new Miss West Virginia 2023, Carrington Childress, you can listen back to that over on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. But real quick, uh, before we get to our bottom of the hour, and then we'll be uh, chatting with after a little bit, um, Metro News Statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney, there was or seemed to have been an incident out on I-81 that looks like it might be cleared up. It is. It's cleared up as far as I can tell for right now, but that had that whole area messed up for hours mm-hmm. um, between Williamsport and basically the I-70 interchange. Uh, no surprise there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that should be cleared up. But, you know, it's like whack-a-mole. Where else will there now be? <laughs> it's, and it's almost, an like, it's almost like you hear it and you hear that it was on the Maryland side, 81, and not the West Virginia side. It's like, okay, good. It's not just us. <laughs> <laughs> it's not us that's always in the wrong. Oh my you know, goodness. maybe Maryland has some problems with it, too, sometimes, <sighs> but... Uh, what are you going to do? Uh, not much you can do other than just sit there and wait. But it seems like uh, that has been um, cleared up, resolved. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. But did you have a good weekend? Well, we got we got 40 seconds to kill here. Did you have a good weekend? I did. We went biking <laughs> up in uh, up in Williamsport. Yeah, there we you go. Took the towpath, went, um, took one of our daughters. We went to the little cave there. Now, and can, then, can you get in that? You well, sent me the picture. There was yeah. a gate. So. Just if you tried it hard enough, much, you probably could. You, actually can so we, there were some guys in there and they're like yeah you can go back it goes back about 500 feet and we're like well but there's a gate here and they said yes just a suggestion. you can just move that gate but they said when you finish it's responsible to put the gate back so that little animals or bears right. don't get back there and get stuck hmm. so interesting hey yeah i'm, I'm very I, interested I'm just saying in caving what, i'm just saying what the guys said to us and yeah, so and we will not give out any locations. It was very sparkly in there, though, because it I don't yeah. know if it was the condensation or the rain that had happened outside. Mm-hmm. But um, there were all these little drops and it was very sparkly. So you went in? Yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't go like all 500 feet back, but that would be so cool. Was it big? It was, like you could stand up and do everything or yeah. like a little crouchy? Cool. Yeah. I could. You probably would, <laughs> <laughs> it probably would feel claustrophobic for you in parts, but, uh, but yeah, it's kind of cool. And then to go check that out. Yeah. And then they've got this whole kind of area where it's, um, it, it feels like a boardwalk where they kind of shored up the, the towpath along the, the ridge between the, the Potomac and what the towpath would have been. So we took that, we probably biked, we're guessing like conservatively about seven miles. Dang. So, I mean, that's nothing compared to what you usually bike, but oh, it was fun. Just getting out there is the main thing, Marsha. And then the reward at the end of the trip. Cat Benner's fish yep. and chips. <laughs> Come on. You could have just ridden your bikes where you were at, just right up. It was the... it was a fifteen minute drive. Oh, well, you away. said you were at Williamsport. Yeah, we I'm were thinking Williamsport. the other way. Yeah, we usually go way. in at Shepherd, yeah. Shepherdstown, but like it, but no, um, 15 minute drive from there, but it was totally worth there you the go. whole day. Well, good. Well, good. I'm glad you had a good weekend. And uh, again, if you missed our conversation with the new Miss West Virginia 2023, listen back to it a little bit later on. And we'll be back after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. From Pawpaw to Harper's Ferry, from Martinsburg to Winchester, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto. I'm Jordan Ice Warner. Alongside me is Marsha Kavalik. And we got a little time here before we do chat with Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhaney to get an update on, well, all the wildness that's going on around the state of West Virginia. Seems like at all times. But until then, uh, what about some of the news around the area? So, um, yeah, as far as Brad's stuff goes, make sure that you uh, favorite WV Metro News, metronews.com, um, to get these updates. And he's been following a lot of this um, business with Governor Justice's properties, uh, some of which were sold at auction over the last week. So we'll be talking to him about that as well. You put a bid in? No, I wasn't down at Raleigh County or McDowell County. This Tell me they didn't have any of that online. That's a good question. You can, I mean, everything's online. That's Every a good I don't. Question. I can't remember the what last if you time I was bought, in a like, real auction house. What I if you bought something like that for ten bucks or something? Like that. I I got a piece of Governor Justice's property for ten bucks or whatever. Yeah, it worked for me. There's probably like a minimum. Make a pretty good. St- oh yeah, there's definitely reserves on <laughs> okay. everything for that. So anyway, programming note on on these here airwaves uh, later this week, June 29th. In fact, beginning at six. Uh, Post-pandemic health care, a discussion of growth, stress, and civility. Uh, it's sponsored by the Stubblefield Institute, and we're happy to partner with them. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm sure there will be an opportunity for folks to put in some questions if they do have it. But this is not going to be one of those throwing chairs kind of things. No, no. It is uh, civil mm-hmm. and um, respectful. Mm-hmm. Yes, and a respectful conversation. But I think it is an important conversation for right now because, I mean, we're still – not that far out or into this post-pandemic world, right. you know, and it's certainly changed everything in terms of the healthcare industry um, that we've all uh, experienced in one way or another. So I think it's a, an important conversation that, of course, you can come out and uh, participate and listen to in person, or you can tune in right here on WPM and WCST. And I believe uh, our former news director Hans Vogel will be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. will be moderating it. So that is correct. I haven't heard anything otherwise. So. That's correct. That'll be so, kind of cool. We uh, today's a big day for that. Today's a big day for that. Go and make sure everything. Uh, works oh, that's out right. There. Yeah, this is where where you have to do a lot of work, making sure that all <laughs> of the out. equipment is <laughs> is uh, is working as well. No, but it's uh, like I said. I think it's for a good reason. It's an important conversation that needs to be had, and I think it is uh, great that Stubblefield Institute does these civil political conversations in in person to uh, you know keep the point and get the point across that you know. A lot of well, I feel like now when you talk to people, it, depending on what you talk about, it just immediately dives into an argument, mm-hmm. right? Especially when you talk about healthcare or politics or things like that. And it's nice that Stubblefield's out here putting these things on to where you know you can see that yeah, we can talk about these important issues, these touchy issues maybe, mm-hmm. but we can be respectful to one another and get each other's points across. It's like we need to be retaught. That. Oh yeah. Well, again, the pandemic, nobody was out talking to each other. I mean, that's you, everyone's <laughs> like keyboard warriors, just kind yeah. of you know. Hitting a button with their take. Well, and I've heard, too, I mean, uh, you know, for the kids, it was tough, especially the younger kids during the pandemic because they mm-hmm. you know, were stuck inside on, you know, games and doing what have you. So uh, they, I think, we're, are going to need to be retaught how to be civil and political Well, it starts with us adults. So yes, we need, yes, really need to, like, uh, uh, grow those muscles a little better. Uh, you should also know that during the evening hours, the eastbound uh, lane of that right lane of uh, exit 12, Apple Harvest Drive near the McDonald's is yep. is going to be closed. So just be aware of that. Because they're putting that new sheets in, right? Um, well, I think it's more sheets. than just the sheets. I think it, they're doing some infrastructure work there, maybe a lane. They're, it's Sky gotta, bridge somewhere? You know what? Don't get me started because you know I think <laughs> Exit 12 needs a sky bridge. If there's anywhere that needs a sky bridge other than Exit 12, it's that Apple Harvest Drive exit. Well, I mean, that is the 
That's oh, the same well, one. Yeah, 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 that's the same one. Or at it, least yeah. like elevate the train tracks or something. Sky something. Bridge for the, I guess you could call it the Target exit, the Chick-fil-A exit, whatever, yeah, you whatever want however you refer to it. We think it needs a sky bridge over right. the, over the railroad tracks. Or roundabout. My, so my, my youngest daughter's friend was visiting from Marshall, right? She never seen a roundabout before? No, she's, I'm sure she's seen them. But, um, so they, they ended up when she was leaving, they both took two cars and then they were going to go get a coffee or Panera or something. And, and then, you know, go their separate ways. And, um, so, so her GPS, she was, took her through Inwood and, and like whatever the six roundabouts there. Uh, Yeah. So after they got finished and they were wherever they were, she said, what was that? (laughs) It's like a race course. (laughs) You're dizzy. You don't know where you're at. It's always just, and people can't, you can always see people who've missed their spot. Like I saw a woman had to do a complete you oh, you turn around yep. and um the fact that there's now a food line there uh, means there's a lot more traffic and people you know there these people are coming to or leaving the food line and uh it just really populates mm. a very confusing spot for like some of us it's like you're coming out of a washing machine you don't yeah, know where to little, look you're just looking you're just looking for the cvs the sheets or the dollar general to know where you're at Hoping you made it out okay, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, so another thing that um, that is on our radar, thanks to our reporter Al Gage, who covers uh, some of those the the meetings, the local county council, and he was covering the Berkeley County Council meeting. There's a story posted at PanhandleNewsNetwork.com about the problems that continue to plague the 50-year-old Lambert Pool facility, which has been shut down. And uh, at Thursday's meeting of the Berkeley County Council, Council Member Addie Gokenauer gave an update. The lamp pool is still closed. They've got a significant leak somewhere. They don't know exactly where. They've run cameras as far as they can. The other day they were waiting on Miss Utility to show up before they can dig down to see where they can cut into the pipe to get around where a possible blockage is or or a break is. You know, that pool's 50 years old. Well, that's uh, not a very uh, opportune time for the pool to get a leak. No. Yeah, when it's been 90 degrees the last couple and, of days. And cue all the folks in the threatosphere saying, well, shouldn't we all? Shouldn't we just go ahead and get an, an indoor pool for the county? You know? Come on. Maybe put one down in Inwood. Got the outdoor pool up yeah. here in North Berkeley, indoor down in South Berkeley, and then kind of splitting the two. You got like the one Like we need the memorial. traffic, though. <laughs> get off my yard. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, well, you put it down in Inwood, then you're going to take personal ownership of that uh, <sighs> indoor spot. You're gonna but then they have, locals they have, only. Hey, they have to get through the roundabout. Let me see your voter registration card so I know where you're at. <laughs> locals only. I'm not going to be standing at the entrance of the pool, like, guarding Like people. a bouncer. <laughs> like, we <laughs> But, uh, yes, if you head over to PanhandleNewsNetwork.com, you can find stories about everything uh, happening around the Panhandle. And if you head over to WVMetroNews.com, you can always uh, stay updated on all the news across the entire state. And you'll see a lot of Brad McElhenney on WV Metro News, and he'll be joining us here uh, in a few minutes after the break. And you can always get in touch with us. Of course, you can text us, 304-263-4321. You can send us a message on Facebook at either Panhandle Live or WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. But like I said, uh, we got Brad McElhenney from Metro News coming on after this on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Live and local, it's Panhandle Live with hosts Jordan Nice Warner and Marsha Kavalik.
Welcome back to Panhandle Live, driven by Country Roads Tire and Auto, broadcasting live from the Hoppy Kirchville building. I'm Jordan Ice Winter. Alongside me is Marsh Kavalik. If you missed any of the show so far, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Of course, to get things started, uh, it was a, a fun one with the newly crowned Miss West Virginia, Carrington Childress. So uh, if you missed that, like I said, listen back to it a little bit later on. It was a uh, busy weekend around the Panhandle, Marsha. Of course, Miss West Virginia pageant happening out at the uh, Airborne Church. And then, like uh, we were talking about earlier, had those bike races out at some point. But that certainly was not the only thing happening at some point. They had every single – there's like, what, four tracks out there, somewhere oh, wow. around there? Everything had something on it. So you had all the guys on bikes. All the guys and girls on bikes on the one. Then you had on the big uh, racetrack, you had all the different cars and motorcycles and things. And then you could hear in the distance on the drift track, all the tires squealing oh and going around. So Summit Point is really cool. And you were able to have fun and concentrate on your race, right? Right. And the nice thing, too, is that I had some time uh, in between them. So I just, of course, hopped on the bike and just kind of went around Summit Point, was watching some of the races nice. and watching some of the drifting. So it was neat. It was neat. It was a fun Very weekend cool. out there. Well, I'm glad you Got a race under your two races under your belt, I guess. Uh, say a race and a third. Okay, race, a race and a third. My shoe just exploded on me. Sorry about that. That yeah. equipment failure. Sorry. Uh, well, but. I had duct tape. Duct tape saves everything. Duct tape saves everything. But to save us out of this uh, conversation, joining us on the phone, <laughs> Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney. Brad, good morning. How you doing? Oh, hey guys. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, you've been you've been quite busy. I I think last time we had you on, I said, hey, were any of those properties sold at auction that um. Uh, Governor Justice or his companies had 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 listed as delinquent properties in Raleigh and McDowell counties. And uh, then, lo and behold, there's a story by one Brad McElhaney on MetroNews.com. So uh, give us the update. Yes. Well, so first of all, thanks for the reminder to follow <laughs> up. And other people asked me, too. I, I think people were curious, like, did they really sell? And I, I was curious, too, because there was still the possibility, even at the last second of the, the justices or those who handle the financial matters coming in and, and paying and redeeming those properties, uh, paying the taxes on them. But what happened was, indeed, about a hundred, about a hundred properties in the name of James C. Justice, who we know is the governor, uh, did sell at auction in Raleigh, McDowell, and Wyoming counties. Uh, there were dozens of others in the names of. Uh, the justice companies, Bluestone Coal, um, Bluestone Resources, Saddlebred, National Resources. Uh, I focused a little less on those because the governor makes the case, hey, leave my businesses alone. Uh, they're in the hands of my my kids. But but I focused on the ones that are in his name, and it was about, about 100 that sold. Uh, the, the taxes owed were only about $75,000. They, they sold for more than that. Uh, but it was I, I just thought it was amazing that someone who had been characterized as West Virginia's only billionaire, uh, somebody who says, I'm a business guy, who is running a high-profile race for U.S. Senate, that, that he got in this position, and the lots in his name sold at auction. So is there any precedent to this that someone that high in state office has had that many properties go delinquent? I don't remember it. Um, you know, for one thing, that, that's a major part of the story is just how many properties there are and, and how prominent the name of the person is, James C. Justice II. It, it's, 
there were there was uh, these 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 property taxes did not just come due. There was about a two year run up with about eight warnings that a person would have gotten uh, that there were opportunities to pay and money owed. It was it was a long term default, and finally, what happens at the end of that cycle is they do go up for sale at county courthouses under the guidance and supervision of the state auditor. Uh, the other thing is, you know, the governor will make the case, Jim, Jim Justice will make the case that this is not the public's business, that this is, this is a private situation with him and his family and his family-owned businesses. And then he will make a case, as he did last week, that, it, that it's just not fair to use the stuff against him politically or however it may be. But you know, the bottom line is it's it's specifically property taxes that go to pay uh, for local schools, uh, for the local library, for local services, to support the local police department. And it, it is a public issue when the chief executive of the state has his name on properties that are in default for supporting those local services. Well, you kind of answered it there, my question, I'm going to ask you twice, but, you know, as a voter, you look at this stuff, you look at, you know, the background and the people that you could potentially vote for. Like you said, you see all these delinquent properties and things, and that's got to give you a little bit of hesitation, you know, thinking, well, if I vote for, you know, said person to take over a higher level of uh, office, you want to make sure that they, you know, know how to handle their stuff in their personal life as well, not just in the, uh, you know, political sphere. So do you think this is going to have any adverse effects to his, you know, campaign going forward? Well, I don't know. As we talked before, I think people really can relate to the, the property auction. That's that's something that's in your local newspaper. Maybe you know somebody uh, in your family or across town who has been in this situation. So I, I think that this particular case is, is really relatable. But there is a track record of, of Jim Justice having financial conflicts, and people have continued to vote for him twice elected in statewide office to governor. So I, I, I'm not sure necessarily people are going to judge him negatively for it overall. But one thing that comes up to me is this is not the only financial problem. They are popping like popcorn. They are everywhere. And that's that's a larger part of the story is there are just so many financial problems all at once. It's not clear to me what the financial situation is of this business guy, this guy who was once described as uh, a West Virginia's only billionaire. And he is running for U.S. Senate, which is going to cost some money for advertising, for flyers, uh, to get his message out. Is he going to be in this kind of financial peril where he can't pay down $75,000 on local property taxes, but also somehow fund a campaign or ask Brad and Jordan and Marsha and, and the citizens of West Virginia to financially support his campaign? How does that work? Does that message go over? Please donate to my campaign. I, I, am, I am very interested over the next few months in what funding there is for him to run for U.S. Senate. Our guest this morning, Metro News statewide uh, correspondent Brad McElhaney. So there is a mechanism. Uh, Governor Justice and his companies could still redeem those properties. That's uh, a right that any uh, property owner who goes into default like this has, even if uh, and after the property has sold uh, at auction. That I believe that's baked into your article as well. But what if the governor comes out and says, look, this was a calculated business decision. I didn't want to mess with those properties anymore. Uh, willing to take a loss, 
next, you know, and, and he's not using his political position to, uh, to make any special arrangements for paying this. Um, you know, if he just lets it ride like this, uh, you know, does this story go away? Boy, well, I was I was surprised, really, that somebody didn't come in at the last second and prevent this from happening. There, as you said, and as I said in this story, uh, there, there's more time, 120 days for a title search by the purchaser, uh, more 150 days for the auditor's office to issue a deed to the new purchaser. And, and any time up until then, the justices could come in and, and buy it back. So I, I, I'm not sure. But. To the broader point, they are under so many different financial pressures. I am not sure of the ability to pay. And, and secondly, I, I one of the big financial pressures is debt that was owed hundreds of millions of dollars in loans to Credit Suisse. And a few months ago, the justices acknowledged that they were looking at selling some of their coal assets to make good on that debt. So if if some of it goes up for sale at auction and the, the state gets the money or the county, I, I guess it's the county, rather than the justices selling it themselves, then, then how do you make good on, on that other debt? It's just it's so much cross debt that it's confusing to me how they how they wind up settling any of this. Again, we're speaking with Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney. Only got a few minutes here before we have to get off the air. Make way for Hoppy Kirchival. So that begs the question. You going to be on with Hoppy later on today? I am in half an hour, and we're going to talk about some of this, uh, a little bit of WVU's financial pressures mm-hmm. and how they are resolving it. Uh, and then later today, I expect an announcement about how much money West Virginia is going to get in terms of federal broadband Ooh. infrastructure. Uh, it, it should be quite a bit of money. There's been a lot of, of mapping out the need for states like West Virginia. And so on the White House public schedule today, there is an announcement uh, of, of that divvying up of federal dollars that came through uh, the bipartisan infrastructure bill. And West Virginia can expect a pretty significant portion, I believe. Wow. Well, that's pretty big news, potentially. So we'll uh, make sure to stay up to date on that. Of course, if you listen uh, right after the show at 10 o'clock with Hoppy Kirchville, uh, you'll be hearing from Brad and get all that information. But, Brad, thanks for taking a little time to chat with us this morning. Hey, thanks, you guys. I appreciate it. Take care. And that's Metro News statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney joining us on the line. Of course, you can hear from him in about a uh, half hour on uh, Talk Line with Hoppy Kirchville. Very cool. Yeah, so, um, you know, catch up with his articles and obviously the story is not quite done mm-hmm. uh, you know the justice companies and governor justice certainly could redeem those properties if um you know if that's something that they feel they need to do absolutely and interesting too how he said he kind of made that comparison to uh you know people were familiar with hearing about you know property sales and things like that but you know it's one thing if you know your aunt or uncle's doing it and you know they're not a millionaire billionaire mm-hmm. or however much money he has it's another thing if you are have as much money and influence as he does and then you're defaulting and all this stuff's happening so i see what he's saying but it's still i think it's still a little um a little tricky for governor justice to try and work through i think it's also part of the flavor of this upcoming election cycle that i i guess i should stop saying upcoming because it's we're here. already smacking yeah, it, in it. Yeah. because uh there will be some hats in the ring for that u.s senate seat and um you know it should get interesting as the money comes in from outside uh, interests as well. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, if you missed any of the show today, you can always listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. You just heard from Metro News Statewide correspondent Brad McElhenney. And then to get things started at the beginning of the show, that newly crowned Miss West Virginia, Carrington Childress, in to talk about her whirlwind of the last couple of uh, couple of days. And it was crazy. She said she didn't get uh, settled down till 4 a.m. on Sunday morning, which is a long day. It is. But, I mean, I, at that point, you got so much adrenaline, yeah, I like imagine. It, like she said, she's like, I just wanted to ride the wave as long as mm-hmm. I could, which I don't blame her. And, again, programming note, tomorrow at 9.05, we'll have uh, Miss West Virginia's outstanding teen, Allison Dodson, on the program. That's right. So, like I said, if you missed any of that today, you can listen back to it a little bit later on on our Panhandle News Network Facebook and Spotify page. Hoppy Kerchival is next. For Marsha, I'm Jordan. It's been Panhandle Live on WPM and WCST, the Panhandle News Network. Have a great Monday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Down to Gonky Park, listening to the wind of change. August summer night, soldiers passing by, listening to the wind of change. WEPM Martinsburg and WCST Berkeley Springs, a WVRC media station. We're proud to live here, too.